hiring? You know where to post your job to find the best candidates? There's only one answer. It's ZipRecruiter.com. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. Get your post your job for free on us. ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason LaConfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. All right, Pick Six Podcast. Will Brinson, Nick Costos. We got a we got a dicey show this week, Nick. Oh, it's oh it's, oh, it's dicey. How about our show on Sunday night was dicey when we couldn't get you guys dialed up on the uh, the old the old Skype machine. Was the um, was the recap was the Sunday show good? I haven't listened no. to it yet. I mean, it was okay. I mean, I was operating. I was literally awake for twenty hours straight, and Prisco's sixty, and we taped it around midnight. So I, I feel like, given the circumstances, it was the best it possibly could have been. I, I got to tell you, so. I did something fun. You would appreciate that. Yesterday, last night, no, not last night, Monday night, excuse me. Um, we'll talk about this. I'm going to segue to the Giants because I was, I was streaming the Giants game on my phone while I was out at this beer dinner. It was uh, New Belgium Brewing put on this beer dinner um, at the this place. The pictures looked fantastic, and you should follow Will on Instagram, at Will Brinson. Yeah. So it was a Bojangles beer dinner. And I don't know, is there Bojangles? There, are no, Bojangles? there are no Bojangles up north. I've never been to Bojangles. I know what Bojangles is, but I've never been to one. It, it, Bojangles is, first of all, it's incredible. It's just chicken and biscuits, and it's like spicy Better chicken. or worse than Chick-fil-A? It's different. Okay. It's Because I'm a huge Chick-fil-A fan. Yeah, yeah, So Bojangles is like a greasier, spicier, more southern version of Chick-fil-A. It sounds absolutely awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. The, the actual, like, chicken, like... How do you pronounce chicken? it in your... Like, if you were to pronounce Bojangles in your full southern drawl, what would... How would Bojangles. That, I'm going Bojangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo's. We're going out of Bo's. We're going out of Bo's. They have, like, sausage gravy and stuff like that. Oh, my it's like, God. Probably with, like, 9 million grams of saturated fat. Delicious. So, listen. I mean, like, I... Tuesday, we and I and actually, there's this bar, there's this arcade thing across the street from where the the dinner was, and so the guys who threw were like, "Hey, we're having the after party over at the barcade if you want to come too." And I was that like, "That's right, like the greatest thing of all time." I played NBA Jam and Mario Kart for four hours. They have that no, Mario Kart in, in the arcade. Absolutely. Well, they have they have yeah they have it's free. They had like Nintendo sixty four set no, up. Sixty four. Yeah, you can just play on the big screen. We're just playing Mario Kart. Like, who, I'm like who's, who's your go to character in Mario Kart? I'm a Toad guy, but I had to be Yoshi because somebody stole Toad. Well, I used Yoshi in Super Nintendo, but in 64, I used Wario because Wario uh, is an uh, option now. See, I'm I like a Wario. Toad. I'm going to win. <laughs> I like I, the, the, the acceleration on Wario is too slow. No, but and once I he t- gets cranking, though, he's the fastest, though. He just takes yes, a little bit to get going. Away, but I'm, I tend to be a little slidey everywhere, so I like Toad. A little toad. shifty. Yeah, a little shifty. I like to keep between the mustard and the mayonnaise with Toad. Um, I look, I wrecked Chip Patterson. Chip Patterson was there too. I, I wrecked Chip. Chip. I'll see Chip this weekend. He'll be here doing SEC Live with me on Saturday. Ask him ask him how it felt to get blasted in NBA Jam for an hour straight. Now, who, who, now what team? Now this is like 1992 rosters, right, for NBA Jam? No, it's straight up. It's a straight up arcade game. The original arcade Yeah, so like from like 1992. Yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. now what team did you use? Uh, let's see. I beat, I beat him like four times. Him and like him and this other guy. Were, I was, it was two on one. I was destroying him. But I who beat were you him with using? The, yeah. I usually beat him with the Sonics. 
Uh, well, Sonics is what? Is, is Kemp Payton, and Gary Payton? Kemp. Okay. Yeah. And um, I actually, the, my preferred team, I think, is the Hornets. Larry Johnson and, and Zoe or, or Muggsy Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, not the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. But I beat him with the Hornets. I was Zoe. Zoe is incredible. He can just drop threes and he can dunk, obviously. And, uh, I had Hawkins in the first half because I didn't. Percy Hawkins? Like, yeah, yeah. But then I had to switch to Zoe in the second half. And then the, but the, I think my preferred team is the Mavericks. Who's on that team? It's uh, Jamal Mashburn and um, Jason Kidd. No, it wasn't Kidd. It was um, I got somebody with an M too. I can't. Remember. I'll think of it in a second. But anyway, they're both like long, rangy, athletic three guard, like like small fours. You know who I used to, who I used to love using in that game? The New Jersey Nets. Because really? it's because it's Kenny Anderson. Yeah. Derek Coleman and I believe the late Drazen Petrovic is in that game also. Who is like a nasty three point shooter. I think that is correct. I should have gone with the Jazz. I like the Jazz, too. Stockton and Malone. Stockton. Yeah, tough, yeah. tough to go. Yeah, that, that's pretty um, good. The Suns are nasty because they have Barkley, Dan Marley, and Kevin Johnson. Yes, that's correct. Our knowledge of early uh, 90s NBA is on point. Now I'm trying to think. Who was it? It's it's Mashburn. That is this rank, this list that has it. Not, right. not, anyway, Rolando, not Rolando Blackman. No, it's not Rolando Blackman. It's, um, it's somebody who, yeah, I can't remember what. It's uh oh, swingman Jim Jackson. Jim what Jackson. am I talking about? Then yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah. So you go with Jackson and Mashburn, and it's you just good. like you can dunk. You like, they both shoot three, so you're just kind of dishing it and dropping it. Anyway, it's good. All right, so that's who I played with. That was Monday. Um, I've, when I are we not... going to play Madden, Bud? When is that going to happen? Let's make that happen this week. Because the last time that we played, I I embarrassed you. Yes, that was an old game. Um, by old, you mean last year, like less than a calendar year ago, we played. I haven't played very much. I need to play more in 2018. Uh, we should play soon. By the way, people who subscribe to this podcast and are talking about video games uh, on iTunes, thank you for all the kind reviews. If you leave a five-star, we may talk about you on the podcast at some point. Um, we, we hope everybody's enjoying it. We are enjoying doing it. And, um, and uh, you know, three times a week, we're going to have some picks coming up. We'll also make a pick for – but let's first get to this Giants game that we talked about because the Giants remain in the news thanks to Ben McAdoo, your boy with the slick back hair. Yeah, my boy. He's bad. He's bad. I don't. I don't think he's a good coach. I mean, I feel like I was the one out of all of us that was banging the drum in the preseason and training camp that the Giants were not going to be good this year. I'm not surprised was, at all. Yeah, I was down on him too. Like, I mean, I had him finishing not last in the division, but third in the division certainly because I had the Eagles winning it. Um, but you and I talked about this. I feel like ad nauseum. It feels a little bit like the Andrew Luck stuff in the sense that, like, we've been saying for months, this Giants offensive line stinks. It's going to get Eli killed, and Eli might be washed anyway. And those things appear to be true. Well, it's like yeah, it's like Jerry Reese. Like it's like Jerry Reese is the captain of the Titanic. His his underlings come to him and say, "Jerry, if we continue course, we're going into the iceberg." And Jerry goes, "Full steam ahead! Like we're just we're going straight for it." Is there any more? Is there any more gas left? Like, can we go faster? Like, 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 like let's, let's accelerate further into the iceberg. I mean, look, we don't need to rehash it. You're if you're listening to this, you're an NFL fan. You know the deal. The Giants completely bungled this. John Jerry sucks. Bobby Hart sucks. Eric Flowers, the human turnstile, I call him. These guys are awful, and they're going to get Eli killed. And Eli has regressed to the point where he doesn't have that zip on his fastball anymore now maybe if you surround Eli with a competent offensive line and that good defense and they can I don't know here's a novel concept run the football with a modicum of success then maybe Eli could be okay but there's no way that they can have success on offense now the Eli might not make it through four quarters on Sunday in Philadelphia because the Eagles are going to absolutely destroy that offensive line destroy and uh... McAdoo throws Eli under the bus after the game 
Ben McAdoo. Ben, what the hell have you ever done, Ben? Like, like Giants fans are going to roll with, with you, with, with you, Ben McAdoo, over Eli Manning, who's won two Super Bowls for our franchise? Are you nuts? All right, let me, let me ask you this thing, because I, I got asked this on the radio this morning. Do you think that by our friends, uh, Gio and Jones, the Gio and Jones show, they do a great job. They promote our podcast on Twitter when I, when I go on the Yo, show. I, I love, love, love Greg Giannotti and Brian Jones are awesome dudes. Great dudes. Um, so let me ask you this. They asked me this. I'd be curious your thoughts as a Giants fan, because do you think that Ben McAdoo, this is the only explanation I have for him kicking Eli under the bus, is that he's trying to send a message to the offense as a whole and to all the players. And Eli is thick enough skin and is okay with it enough that he can send the message to Eli and without like calling everybody, you know, without calling Eric Flowers out and having Eric Flowers go cry in the corner. Well, I mean, I, I think like Giants fans that have been watching for a long time, like I have, can go back to like the mid 80s when Bill Parcells would ride Phil Sims sure. relentlessly. I think the difference between between the situations is Ben McAdoo has never done anything. Now, you could make the case that when Parcells was riding Sims in, like, in the mid-'80s, they, they won in 86, they went to the playoffs 84 and 85. So I think you could say like maybe like there are similar parallels here. But I don't really buy it because I feel like McAdoo is never – and this is, like a hot, I guess it's hot takey to say because it's so obvious – McAdoo is never going to be the coach that Parcells was. And I don't think that McAdoo has the cachet to get away with saying stuff like this because at least Parcells had like an idea of what he was trying to do on offense. He wanted to run the ball, wanted to limit the turnover, and let that defense win games. Like, Ben McAdoo fails to understand here that the offense that he wants to run, he does not have the personnel to run. So, like, he's going to get out there and he's going to criticize Eli after the game. It's like, hey, Ben, you're calling the plays, buddy. Like, like maybe you should have gone to your general manager and said, if we're going to run the ball, we need a better running back. Or if we're going to run the ball, we need some better offensive linemen. You can't spread. Like, how many times did I say, you could have Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Rob Gronkowski. It doesn't matter if your quarterback is on his back. So, great. You drafted Evan Ingram. And, great. You signed Brandon Marshall. It doesn't matter because you can't run the ball and because your offensive line sucks. And McAdoo's going to call Eli Manning out. Now, look, Eli's not very good right now, and Eli takes more delay of game penalties than almost anyone I've ever seen. But for McAdoo to get up there and to call Eli Manning out on the 10th year anniversary of the Giants' Super Bowl uh, team in 2007, it's just an absolute joke. It's a clown show. And what Ben McAdoo should really do is give up the play calling because he's done an atrocious job at it. Let Mike Sullivan call the plays. Hell, bring Kevin Gilbride back to call the plays. I don't really care. Just get this guy out of there for right now. Uh, that was an incredible rant. By the way, just uh, two things. One, I, I didn't realize that Bill Parcells didn't become a head coach until the age of 42. Yeah, in, no, in 1983, I think, was his first year. Yeah. is um, My dad is, used to is, say that's the year I was born, and that, that's why Parcells took it's over. Ben McAdoo's probably, like, yeah, he's 40, but he's been a head coach for two years. It's, it's just weird that, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, it feels like now you have to wait. You, have to, you don't have to wait as long. Um, they got the so thing- lucky last year. Like, like they, they went like eleven and five last year was such a mirage for this team. And like, it really. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, two more. So one more. Two more. I noticed that. Um, first of all, McAdoo when he was like doing the explanation, he's like, I mean, I thought we had a veteran quarterback. You know, the clock goes three, two, one, zero. It's like, okay, good job, Ben. You got you got clock mastery down. You got your get your uh, yes, get you your, can count. Yes, get your masters and get your masters in time watching. So you're good to go there. And then the other thing he said, he was like, and you usually have that extra second after it goes to zero before they throw a flag. It's like, that's not how time works. You're actually going to retract your degree because you're a moron if you think you get a free extra second dumb face. Um, I don't know why I said that. I'm almost, I'm almost rooting against them now. I am wholeheartedly rooting against them. No, but like, I'm do... a Giants fan, and I'm like, I might be. I'm not rooting against them because it's not in my DNA, but like, I want everybody out. One of those guys on the team, one of the linemen, I think, said something like, 
maybe we just thought it was, you know, we won 11 games last year. We just, you know, thinking back to last year, it's like, I mean, it was either Western Richburg or Justin Pugh, maybe. Who would but, say that? You know what that speaks to? Bad coaching. Yes, it really does. It speaks to like we're just entitled to win ten games this year because we won eleven last year. Like, that's we're just... not how it works in the National Football League. And I forget one of the old Giants um, from the 2007 team. I forget who said it. Said that the problem that he saw one of the times, and I, and I miss this. One of the times that Eli got knocked down on Monday night, none of the offensive linemen went over to pick him up, like to grab him and pull him up to his feet. Like this is, and people have like the like the gall, like the temerity, the unmitigated gall to say like, oh well, in 2007 the Giants started zero and two, so now. Like they're they're well on their way here. You know what the difference between that team and this team was? Actual good football players, two good running backs, and a really damn good offensive line. The Giants have neither of those two things. The Giants will go into Philadelphia and get their asses handed to them on a silver platter by Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and company. The uh, the Eagles are are trending towards being one of my best bets for the week. Uh, let's talk quickly about the Thursday night game. So we, we we usually talk about the Thursday night game on our Friday podcast because it's. Recording times, but it's this is when this is we're, this is gonna be up on Wednesday, so we'll talk quickly. What do you think about your Los Angeles Rams playing the San Francisco 49ers, and how do you think that game shapes? Out? I think that this is like I think that Jaguars Titans will always be like the poster boy, the poster child for Thursday night football. Titans Jets, Titans, but, but like Rams 49ers is also is, is a pretty good one. Um, and, and the thing is, like you couldn't, you can't even make the well. Maybe this would have been good before the season excuse. Like it's it's actually slightly better than I expected it to be when I originally saw it on the schedule. Um, I was pretty mad. I'm working tomorrow night or Thursday night, excuse me, and I'm not thrilled about the fact that I have to cover this game. Um, it's going to be a dumpster fire. I love the under on this game at What's 40. What's the total? 40. I was going to say three and a half. Maybe let's go under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Like, I'll take the under at, at 15. Um, I'm surprised it hadn't moved, honestly. I feel like maybe on Thursday once people start – sometimes people don't, like, dive on those numbers. But I feel like I feel like you can see that, that number get down to 38 and a half. Um, I actually, Nick, I like the San Francisco 49ers in this spot. Getting two points at home. Los Angeles, not great on the offensive line. Didn't play well against Washington. Great best bet pick by you last week. I'm not going to make it a best bet because I'd have to get him in by Thursday. But I like the 49ers getting to at home to actually win this game and surprise some people. Can I tell you, like, I can't believe, I will not bet on this game. I will not bet on it. I'm lying. I will probably bet on it like 10 minutes before kickoff because, like, I, I'm a degenerate and I want action. Um, your pick of the 49ers is smart. And this is why, like, I won't put a bet in on the full game. Maybe I'll do, like, a first quarter bet just to have some action on something. But I feel like if you're going to bet this game, like, you take the points. Because the intimation is that the Rams would be, like, eight or nine-point favorites at home, and there's no way that they would cover that line. With that being said, though, the Rams are the better team here. Like, they actually are the better team. Sure. And they have the better players. They have the better quarterback. They have the better offense. They have the better defense overall. So I'm actually – I'm going to take the Rams to win this football game. It's not a best bet. I don't feel that great about it, but I just think that they're better, and I think that Jared Goff's going to play pretty well, and I need the Rams to get six for my overbet, so let's go L.A. Rams on Thursday night. I will begrudgingly take the Rams to win, but I do acknowledge that your pick against the spread of San Francisco is a smarter one than laying the points with the Rams, so I can't recommend that to anyone listening. Don't lay it with L.A. Um, If you're going to bet, I guess you take the points, but for me, it's a stay-away game. So I just did the quick math, and I think there's there's two games missing on this sheet. Um, because the Vikings quarterback situation is unresolved. Um, the Vikings are at home, though, I think. So they're in the Tampa Vi- Bay, I believe. Yeah, they're at Tampa Bay? I believe so. Oh, it is? Okay. But the, the Vikings are probably – okay, the Vikings are not going to be home underdogs, right? And the Eagles are not home underdogs. That's not up on the um, 
That's not there either. The Eagles are going to be like five, five and a half points. No, no, no it's, at, it's at Minnesota. And Minnesota's minus two and a half early. If Case Keenum plays, maybe the Buccaneers are favored. Okay, so if Case Keenum plays and the Buccaneers are favored, there will be 10, 10, Road favorites. Them, 10 home underdogs on the slate this week. Uh, you know, by the way, I, I tweet my thoughts on Tuesday for like the games coming up. And like, you know, I get like, you know, I get a bunch of replies to them, like a bunch of likes and retweets for some of them. My, I predicted the Redskins. I think the Redskins are going to beat Oakland on Sunday night. That'll be one of my best bets. This blue, I'm still getting tweets from angry Raiders fans. Like you would think like I, like I, I said that the Washington Generals would beat the Harlem Globetrotters. Like yeah, Washington, it, Washington's one and one and like playing at home. three like point Redskins home too. underdogs in primetime. Like why is that such a crazy thing to think the Redskins could win that game? It's, it's not crazy at all. I mean, they're. Three point underdogs. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I also, I, I, you know what team I like? Will Arizona, your Super Bowl champion, Arizona Cardinals, coming up on Monday. I'm going to pick them to win that game on Monday. I already picked them to win that game. I like the, I like the Redskins. I like the Cardinals. It's prime time home underdogs. You're getting three points. I think that words, I'm going five and zero oh this week. That would be delightful. Yeah, I also, you know who else I like this week too? Oh, I, and I like them too. The <laughs> Los Angeles Superchargers. There's the, Will, Will, this is going to be a big week for your Super Bowl teams. Yeah, I hope so. Um, oh, do we have the same picks this week then? That's scary. Um, you know, the team that, that is really scary to me is the line doesn't make any sense is the, uh, the Bills hosting the Broncos plus, and the Bills are plus three. Like, if I Broncos, get three and a half, I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Bills. I, I think the Broncos is so obvious. And people will be all over the Broncos. The Bills have uh, – the other team I like, and um, I would encourage listeners to go ahead and get this bet in. It's going to be in my best bets. Um, hopefully we'll get those lines out tonight and we'll record the podcast on Thursday. Look, the Carolina Panthers are minus six right now. It was minus five and a half. I've seen it up to six and a half in some places. The Panthers are way better than the Saints. The Saints are way better. And, I mean, I've given you some flack for your Super Bowl pick. I mean, me picking the Saints to win the NFC South might, might, might take the cake for worst overall pick. I, I like if, if you can get this, if you get the Panthers under a touchdown, you should take it. They are going to blast the Saints. Um, uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but I think Carolina will win. Okay. Uh, all right. Coming up with the rest of the show, we have – who do we have? Who do we have? Do we have? Uh, you, 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 interviewed, uh, you interviewed someone yesterday, Will. Yeah, Beth Mallins. Um, and uh, she's the first female play-by-play broadcaster for Did a great uh, job on Monday night last week. Yes, yeah, so we talked about that. We talked about sort of the fan reaction that she got. I was curious to know, like, are dudes up in her Twitter mentions being jerks? And she sort of intimated that yes, but you know, she didn't look for that. She talked about Rex Ryan, and um, we talked about the Colts and the Browns game. And then you interviewed Pete Prisco and Jason Yes, and we, about, and we played a rousing game of hot take or just right, where I would make a statement – and they would say that is a hot take or it's just right. And just so you know, Will, when we play this game next week, the, the game within the game will be trying to for, for the two of them to determine if I wrote the take or you wrote the take. Ooh, like, I like this. Wrote it. So they, were they mad that they, were they like these are ridiculous takes? Well, I, I modified some of the ones that you sent me and then I threw in a couple of yours just to like 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 Cutler and Case better than Shula and Marino. And like they were just like, no, no, no. And it's like, I'm just kidding. See, guys. like I don't get like like I don't get okay, see like if you them getting mad at a game called hot take or just right or, or getting mad at a game overreactions would be like these are ridiculous statements it's that's like getting mad at like ice cream or like peppermint showing up on Candyland, or like waking up in the sun and the sky's blue like yeah right right right. like you're playing Candyland. do you expect to see candy in the game yes you do if you're playing overreactions should you expect to have some hot take overreactions yes you should so Um, so the game within the game will be fun so you've got beth Beth moen's coming up and then we've got that with jlc and pete yeah, and if you're expecting to hire, you know what you should do, Nick? 
you should go to ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. All of our listeners are going to get to post jobs at ZipRecruiter for free. That's no money whatsoever. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Anyone else. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within a single day. No juggling emails, no calls to your office. Simply rate, screen, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. Post your job for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. All right, now we got Beth Moens on the phone. Let's get to the interview. All right, Beth joining us now on the phone on the Pick 6 Podcast. Hey, Beth, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure, guys. This is great. Yeah, and look, so you are the first female female play-by-play announcer for the NFL on CBS in, in its illustrious history. And I got to say, first of all, I was up until the wee hours watching that Chargers-Broncos game, and you were fantastic. You were really good. Oh. And I, uh, I just you know, wanted to, to – I mean, look, you probably know you did it. I'm sure you've heard the compliments. I thought that you did a tremendous job uh, anchoring what was, uh, what was a pretty wild finish to that game, right? <laughs> well, you know, that's as a, you know, as a play-by-play announcer, we, we got exactly what we wanted, which was a competitive game and a, and a fantastic finish. And uh, th- those are always good ones to be a part of. So we, we, had, we had a really good time with it, and, and uh, it, it was uh, – it was a wonderful experience and a pretty cool night and uh, looking forward now to, uh, to doing the same on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You got the, uh, the Cleveland Indy game. So is it, was there a, a butterfly situation with some nerves at all? Or were you, you know I mean? Cause you've, I mean, you've done this for a long time and you're really good at your job. You know, does it ever, is it, is it, a, is it, were you nervous going into it or is it sort of like, is it one of those situations where, You've done you've done all the homework. You've done all the studying. You're you're ready for the test, and it and it didn't it didn't feel uh, any different. It's a, it's a little bit of both, which is a, a good indicator that um, it, you know it, it's meaningful. And uh, I'm still passionate about uh, a job that I love to do that really doesn't feel like a job, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, there there was obviously a big adrenaline rush, and, and there usually is before a, a game, and um, and then you sort of just settle into what your training has prepared you for. And you settle into, look, I, I've done all the research. I've done my homework. Uh, let's, let's relax and have a lot of fun. And so that, that's the biggest thing. I think you, you're, the nerves are fine as long as they're channeled positively throughout the week. And that, that means you're, you're prepared for anything and uh, ready to sort of switch gears or change direction based on, on what's happening. And then, in that game, you know, the two fourth quarter turnovers changed the whole dynamic and and changed the whole discussion. All right, let's dive into the nitty gritty of the football stuff too, because the Browns to me are a fascinating football team. Look, I know Indy, 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 Cleveland is not going to get you know the 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 breeze the the breeze the breeze Brady treatment, but I think that this is a pretty big swing game for both of these teams because the Browns are favored. Again, on the road, favored for the first time since 2015. You have Deshaun Kaiser, who has looked pretty good through his first two weeks. Do you, do you see this Cleveland team as uh, – as, uh, do you see the Browns as a team that's sort of making, making – rounding the corner into being a respectable franchise, or, or do you see you know, still building that roster? How do you, how do you view them? I, I think they, they have um, done a good job of building up front. 
So you, you had some uh, draft picks the last couple of years to fortify the defensive front line. You had some terrific pickups um, in free agency to fortify that offensive line. And so I think that that's a huge step, obviously, in the NFL is to be able to dominate in the trenches from time to time, certainly be able to run the ball or stop the run. So I, I think those have been terrific moves for the Browns. I think the draft uh, was huge this year. It's unfortunate that they lose Miles Garrett uh, for a while, but they're going to have another one coming up. So I I think they're making some significant moves. And I think, as is always the case in the NFL, it's at that quarterback spot where you have to have the development that, say, you've seen from, uh, say, a Derek Carr and not a guy that flashes and then goes sideways and, and isn't somebody long-term that, that they can have at that job, especially in Cleveland where they haven't had consistency in that position for, I mean, it's hard to say it's a generation now, right. Or, or even a couple. So oh, yeah. I, I think the I think the progression of Kaiser and being able to bounce back from a rough outing last week and, and certainly his health, I, I think the migraines, hopefully it's all good for him to be all go on Sunday. Uh, meanwhile, health on the other side of the field is a uh, a big problem for the quarterback in in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck already ruled out for this game. Uh, do you? I mean, do you see this Colts team when you look at them and, and and what they offer outside of the quarterback position? You know, when when Luck is healthy, it's a different franchise. But is this is this a contender for the number one overall pick in the Colts this year? You know, we saw a few years ago, right, when, when Peyton Manning yep. um, was there and, and went out as sort of a similar situation, the, the wheels came off. And, you know, I, I think they've got to be hoping that maybe we, we can figure out a way to get the ball to our playmakers a little bit better than we have uh, the first couple of weeks. I wouldn't be at all surprised on Sunday to see a heavy dose of Frank Gore and, and to try and find creative ways to get T.Y. Hilton more involved offensively um, and, and defensively, you know, it, it's a unit that has been able to hang in, in, in that. Well, at least last week, anyway, has been able to hang in there with the Cardinals and hopefully they can build off of that. I, I, I really think there are some good pieces, albeit a lot of new pieces for them defensively. And I'm, I'm not surprised that it, it may take a couple of weeks to gel, but, you know, Will, they got to both be coming into this game thinking this is the one we have to get. This is winnable, and, and we need to be one and two on Sunday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, you know, look, the, the NFL is – is uh is a little a little a little quick with the trigger with these teams are a little quick with the trigger when it comes to coaches but certainly I mean don't you view Hugh Jackson and, and Chuck Pagano as two guys who are in must win now like sort of must win now mode you know I I would think so I, I think a lot obviously in in India is going to hinge on you know if and when they can get luck back I think Hugh might have a little more breathing room just simply because it's a younger team um, and and they, they want to give them a chance to grow, and, and he obviously doesn't have Miles Garrett either. So um, the the positive is when you look at their schedules, you know, based on on their records from a year ago, they're they're going to have some chances. They're going to have some opportunities uh, against opponents that you would consider to be of equal or lesser value, so to speak. So they they need to they need to grab on and find some hope, and, and uh, wins is the best way to do that. 
You've got an appearance coming up on We Need to Talk, CBS Sports Network's uh, fantastic all-female show. Uh, how close mm-hmm. are you? Are you close with the uh, the cast of of that show already? And I know Allie the Force and Amy Trask both on there, I believe. And um, I, I've gotten I've gotten to know some of them uh, recently. I've run into Lisa Leslie from my days of covering um, basketball, and and have run into Summer just uh, on a couple of different occasions. And uh, I've just been really impressed with. Um, j- just how knowledgeable and how nice everybody has been and how, um, how bought in uh, everybody is in not only doing a good job on, on this show and on the shows that they're involved in, but continuing to um, move things forward in, in terms of they're, they're women, yes, but they love to talk about sports and they want to talk about sports, and that's first and foremost. I'm curious, what was the – did you get what was the feedback from fans? <clears throat> excuse me, when you after the after the first, you know, after you called that first game, and 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 what is the response been generally? Because I I don't want to uh, stereotype uh, anonymous people on the internet, but they can be pretty terrible, and it feels mm-hmm. I, I would just be curious what sort of reaction you got from folks after after uh, you know appearing on 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 that Monday night game. You know, you you sort of sort through that stuff, Will, because I, I, I do think it is important to still maintain contact with um, people who have questions and fans that have comments to make or critiques to make or, hey, why does why do you do this or how does this happen or what what is that like? And and so I think it's important to try and maintain those types of conversations. And, you know, it's unfortunate you got to sift through some negative people to do that, but that you're you're not going to please everybody. And you, you have to understand that pretty quickly in this business. Um, and, and so my, my focus post game was on, you know, what, what, what are the people saying that have known me a long time and have been supportive? Right. Um, they, they'll kind of tell it like it is. And, and also, you, you know, you hope to earn the respect of other people in the industry and, and the feedback from, from them has, has been positive as well. So that, that's kind of what it, you take moving forward. And to be honest, you know, you go back and you watch a game and and for most of us, no one's a um, a bigger critic on ourselves than we are. And so you, you look for, oh, you know, we probably could have done that a little different or, oh, I wish I had said that a little bit better. But other than that, we were we were pretty pleased with how things went. For sure. All right. Let me ask you, were you surprised? I was a little surprised that Rex. I thought Rex Ryan would have a little more gusto to him up there in the booth. I was, he, he felt a little buttoned up. Was he, was he, was he buttoned up? Was he, was he more or less uh, excitable than you expected? Uh, you know what? He was great to work with and he uh, is so, so solid on the storytelling and the personalities and, and the X's and O's. And, you know, we, we got some great advice from other people that have, you know, sat in that chair, a guy like a Jim Nance or, a, you know, an Al Michaels or a Mike Tirico. And, um, he, sometimes the game breaks out and you cover the game first and foremost. And that was kind of the case for us in the second half. I, uh, I know you said you were up late watching, so I, I'm guessing you heard the comment about sometimes you're the dog and sometimes you're the fire hydrant. <laughs> I uh, did. I did. That was one of the highlights for sure. Yes. So we try as much as we can to be the dog and not the hydrant. That's right. Nobody, nobody ever wants to be the hydrant, but you know what? Sometimes I got a, I got a three and a half year old here at the house and, a, um, 
and a, and an 11-month-old puppy. I feel like I'm the Hydra 24-7. There is a hydrant involved, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there actually is a real hydrant involved. All right, I don't want to get you – I know you don't want to pick the game, but I am curious. Uh, two two things will get you out here on this. For, when it comes to Cleveland and Indy, um, how do you think this game will play out? And what one thing, aside from the obvious storylines, are you kind of looking for in this game? You know, I, I would think – First and foremost, they, they want to establish their run, sort of the known entity of an Isaiah Crowell and a, and a Frank Gore and, and try and uh, take some ownership of the, of the offensive and defensive fronts. Um, you know, we're anticipating a lot, you know, that short passing game to, you know, get the confidence going for, for the younger quarterbacks and to sort of build them up a little bit. And um, I, I think that is probably – the way that things would play out in that first half and, and see, uh, see where it goes in the, in the second half. I, I, I know Cleveland is favored, but I, you know, Indianapolis, I think at home, I, I would probably say has, has that advantage. Okay, cool. Right on. Well, Hey Beth, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I, again, like I, I can't, I can't stress enough and I'm, I'm not just saying that cause you're on the phone, but I, I thought you were fantastic, um, in the booth and we look forward to hearing you on the NFL on CBS this Sunday. People can check out, we need to talk as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. what's your, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Beth Mullins. There you go. All right. So, check Beth yeah. out on Twitter as well. So, looking, looking forward to being a part of the NFL on CBS. It's going to be great. All right. Thanks so much, Beth. Take care. Thank you. Will. Uh-huh. All right. That was fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 uh, and look forward to hearing you on the call. Okay, great. All right. Thanks, Beth. Have a Take good care. one. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Great stuff from Will Brinson. Great stuff from Beth Mowens. We are now joined by Jason Lockanfora and Pete Prisco as we play a game, gentlemen, of hot take or just right. Here's how we play. I give you a take. You tell me if it's hot or if it's just right. Now, JLC, before Pete Prisco's a good-looking man. Hot take. Uh, yeah, that is a hot take. I don't think, Pete, you know what hot take means because that, that's No, I funny. know. Pete Prisco is more tan than Fabio. Or Fabio, what's the guy's Just right. name with a guy with all the hair? I Just think right. there's a chance, JLC, and JLC on the phone, Pete and I here in studio in Fort Lauderdale. I might be tanner than you right now. Dude, I haven't been in the sun in two weeks, and I'm still like yeah, four shades darker. It's maybe like one or two, but but he is still it's darker. That's about four. So Jason, Frisco, are they hijacked? Wait a minute, you're still you're still in Fort Lauderdale? Oh yeah, two to every. When do they let you go back to Jacksonville? So when are you allowed to go home? Later you been later, there? How long you been there? Five day, days. Three days. Every week. This is Monday and Tuesday. I'm in here having a good good old time talking football for all damn day. But, but Jay, here's when do they let you leave Tuesday? What what, what time do you get out? Four of o'clock. Okay. But but here's what here's what he's failed to mention, Jason. See, while you were slaving away NFL on CBS this weekend in New York and doing all your work last week, I'm in Stamford, Connecticut, holding down the fort there because of the hurricane down in South Florida. Prisco's holed up in Jacksonville with a case of the sniffles. Didn't work all week, and now he's I makes his all week. I just return didn't and thinks like he's entitled to something. I am entitled to something. By the way, I dealt with a hurricane that was howling like a train for seven hours on Sunday night. You oh, been, poor baby. You would have been calling your mommy, mommy, <laughs> mommy. Poor baby Prisco. All righty, then. Okay, gentlemen, so let's play hot take or just right. Take number one. Jason, we'll start with you. The New York football Giants. They've looked good to start the season. The Giants are the worst team in the NFC East. Oh, jeez. I mean, it'll be between – I don't know. I I thought about this one before. I'm going to say hot take. Two weeks, I just don't know. Washington is not – 
is nothing great. Dallas will regress. I, I kind of feeling the Eagles a little bit right now. Um, but I, I think nine wins could win that division. So, no, I'm, I'm not ready to throw anybody completely under the bus in the NFC East yet. I'm kind of with them. But by Sunday afternoon, we're going to know if it's a hot take or just right. Oh, it's ju- I'm telling you, it's just right. It's just it, I'd probably lean to just right, but not quite yet. But talk to me at Sunday at 4 o'clock or when the Eagles give them a beating. So, like, people are going to go back, especially because it's the 10-year anniversary of the 07 team. Oh, well, that team started 0-2 and won the Super Bowl. This team doesn't have an offensive line. Like, wh- you know what's going to happen on Sunday? Like, they, they, they actually, guys— the Giants can't turn it around because A, the quarterback stinks, and I love Eli Manning, but I think it might be over for Eli. And B, they can't block over. in the, they can't block in the run game and they can't protect him. Well, they can't. Uh, how come certain quarterbacks in this league get a free pass because his offensive line Name is bad? Russell Wilson. Everybody, every he week, get Russ, a free pass. Every week, hey, free pass. Hey, every week we hear he can't do anything because his offensive line, and they make the excuse for him. Well, Eli's in the same boat. Nobody says a damn Eli's thing about it. Eli's thirty-six. He's also got two Super Bowl rings. Uh, but this is this is not a conversation about past versus he's, present. It's right now. Right, and but, Eli's an old thirty-six. I think he's declining thirty-six. I don't think Eli at thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Is anything like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady at 38? Hey, JLC. Eli at 38 or 39 will be on the beach. Whose offensive line is worse, Seattle's or the Giants? The Giants. I I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's like, would you rather eat an undercooked turkey or an undercooked chicken? You're going to get salmonella either way. Like, you know what I mean? I I don't know, man. I mean, worse. (laughs) I know this. Mike Daniels is a nice football player. Mike Daniels is not Reggie White on steroids. He looked like Reggie White on steroids against Seattle, and he lined up at four different positions and whipped the crap out of every offensive lineman who was across. Well, we, I mean, well, we can go. So look, who's Seattle's nobody's worse than Eric Flowers? The human turnstile, I call him. Now. Nobody's worse than Eric. Flowers. Well, they don't give him any help either. That's I a mean, dumb I'll thing. say this: the Giants, the Giants might be worse because Seattle can run the football, and that's why I haven't lost hope about Seattle. I mean, they don't have sexy backs there anymore. But the the undrafted rookie is getting it done, and they can still, with Tom Cable, run the football a little bit. The Giants can't, which is um, and McAdoo doesn't you know, adjust. He didn't chip and help. He, and he's got to let Mike. He Sullivan gave Flowers no help. I don't understand it. He's got to give up the play. And then calling. he call, then he gave then he called out Eli Manning after the game. Eli Manning saved his ass. You got to kick a field goal there. I, I actually thought they should have gone for it. You're wrong. No, that's I'm not wrong. You, that, no, they needed because they, they weren't going to score another they time. They needed they needed ten points. You kick the field goal and keep yourself alive in the game. Eli probably saved him. I, I bet you, dude. Eli, a, Eli's pick. Come on, that pick that pick was pretty much the death knell. Yeah, he's Eli is. And you, look, you can't just give the ball. They, you, your defense makes a play like that, and two plays later, you literally give it back. Yeah, and it wasn't like throw. a punt interception. But he also you made give it back in your half of the field. Come on. Eli was not good last night. Is Brandon Marshall done? I, I think, think so. He'll get it together. It's, he's not like done the way he's been done, but he's I think he's clearly not that great. What are you, a thirty-five catch he's guy? He's a forty-catch guy now. Yeah. He's, that's what he is. I think the one silver lining though is like Beckham should be back to, to full strength coming up on Sunday. So maybe that opens things up. Maybe it won't. And Beck- Ingram's a nice threat in the middle of the field. Yeah, the uh, Ingram's going to be pretty yeah. good. The um. The offensive line debate, I would say the Seahawks offensive line is like getting punched in the face. Giants offensive line, like getting kicked in the nuts. Both will hurt. Personally, I'd rather get punched in the face than kicked in the nuts. So I will, I will pass. Well, well after we're Giants done here, line. I'll do both of you. Tell me which one you prefer. <laughs> I, mean, they got, they got James, See, I thought you would go here. for the Nads just because, you know, you're so worried about how you look on TV and everything. I figured you take one to the Twins. At least nobody sees that. Well, I guess maybe somebody would actually see it. Nobody would see it when you're doing your job. 
versus you got a black eye, people are like, bro, what, what happened, man? Yeah, What's yeah, your but problem? Like, but, like, you potentially take my junk away, and I probably ju- fall off a cliff. Like, run, like jump off a cliff. Because what's the point, otherwise, of getting up in the morning? Yeah, I'm not, I didn't say, I mean, we didn't, you didn't say get up. I mean, where are we going you with said, this? I'm just being honest. I mean, what's the point, otherwise? <laughs> somebody <laughs> get me some, say, somebody get me some clippers. Get neutered. You said just a kick, a kick to the nuts. I mean, yeah. that, that could be really bad, though, a kick to the nuts. But, but a black eye, a black eye, you could, it actually might make him, Somebody might actually think he's tough if he had a black eye. When you look at, you should see the other guy. In reality, is, is was one punch you know, and he went down. You know down. what I am? I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Pete. Where, whereas, <laughs> whereas Pete is, is neither and pretends to be a fighter. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the makeup. I'm thinking of the makeup people. They, they, you know, that's too much having to try to cover up a black eye. Yeah, you, you might. Well, they cover up his receding hairline pretty well. Take the village. <laughs> see, I, see, I love this, Pete. Pete, this is what just is like psychology 101. Pete likes to take all of his insecurities and no, I don't have any insecurities. You are, I'm bald. You are bald and ugly. I'm so bald. you try and, and I'm tell a, me, I'm, I'm, I'm bald. And I'm ugly. bald. Bald. I admit I'm I have bald. a full head of hair and it's I'm going back, 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 back. Yeah, you keep holding on to that one, guys. Next here's, up on. No, here's the analogy. The Seahawks offensive line is like having to listen to Kesha or Keisha, whatever the hell her name is. And the Giants offensive line is like having to listen to Demi Lovato. Oh, I, see, I you're, prefer you're Demi, either way. Demi Lovato much better than Kesha. Dude. Okay. Okay. Let's let's move on here before JLC has a coronary. Next up, hot take or just right? Pete, you go first here. The Falcons, two and O Falcons, are the best team in the NFC. Just right, right now. <laughs> I knew it. Well, they are. I mean, well, they I are the it. best team. But, but, but I, I, I can say that, and also say that I picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. So I don't think they're going to be the best team. But right now, they're the best team. The uh, Packers are banged up. I mean, they got a ton of injuries. So. Yes, right now the Falcons are the best team. Why, why would you even dispute that, Jason? How could you? I don't even know that they're the best because I don't even know that they're the best team in their division. You can't Dude. be serious about that. I'm dead serious about that. Look, Atlanta, when when they're in their hermetically sealed dome and they're on their fast track and they're opening a new stadium and the other team doesn't have its starting tackles and the other team loses its best defensive player like five snaps in and loses its best weapon in the pass game besides the quarterback like eight snaps in and gets like three, three gift calls, like, yeah, that looks like a perfect storm. But I saw them the week before on a slow track, on grass, against a decrepit Chicago team, and if not for some drops, they would have lost to Mike Glennon. I would say slow your roll. Tampa deals with a hurricane. Tampa misses all that practice time. Tampa has players stuck in Charlotte, don't know when they're going to get back to Tampa, has a shortened week coming off an ad hoc bye, and absolutely beats the living snot out of that same Bears team from the first snap to the last, emasculates Mike Glennon, let, let's let's let those Tampa kids play a little bit. I'm not ready to anoint a- Atlanta. Atlanta at home, tough not to crack. Wait, if somehow wait, Atlanta has so to go to cost... Seattle or something like that, let's just see. Well, and no big Seattle for at least a month. It's going to be tough. I mean, they went to Seattle and should have won the game there last year, and then they blasted him in the playoffs. Well, it was at the, home. the bogus non-PI call right. Julio Jones at the end, but but JLC makes a fair point, though. No, I mean, yeah, they got to prove that they're better on the slow track. I don't, I I agree with you, but let's slow the roll. Damn it, they played one game against Mike Glennon in, uh, at home. Come on, we'll know more about. And, and, and they and and they did what a team that appears focused on a mission did: put all those distractions and everything going on in their personal lives aside, and treat that team like a homecoming game, whereas. Atlanta didn't show up to face Chicago. Let's just be real. Well, it's an opener. You know how that is when you're on the road. They found a way to and win the game. coming off the hangover, the Super Bowl loss. There's no hangover. And for me, like, they just needed – no, Of course there's no hangover. No, they're going to they're gonna go undefeated and run they're the table. They're not going undefeated. That's a good division. But you just glossed over Carolina's 2-0 in a division, too, by the way. 
That's what I, I, so I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm not so saying who's Jeff's the best right. team. I'm saying wait, 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 let's get to, let's get to where we're going on this because we no, know no, what but, he's saying. But, but real quick, you just supported JLC's point with the Carolina. No, no, yeah. no, he lost over. I, don't, I think they're better than Carolina. I don't think Carolina's as good as they look so far. I think Atlanta's the All best right, ask, team. Ask your question. I know where he's going. Well, so who's Brian, the best? So who's the best team in the NFC then? JLC. It could end up being Tampa. I'm saying after two nah, weeks, I'm not, to to anoint, I'm not ready to anoint. I'm not ready to anoint. You're the looking Falcons. to the Northwest to your pal out there. That's where you're going. <laughs> I mean, it, I just said I said that if they had to go to Seattle, Seattle's defense can bottle them up. Love your buddy out there. You were going to Seattle. I know where you were going. <laughs> then no, with the whole one touchdown. Arizona, so or have you finally realized that that personnel has been grossly overrated for two years? They mismanaged the quarterback position, and they've got uh, Armageddon coming in January. Who does? Cardinals. Your boys uh, in Arizona. Well, they, they win this week against the Cowboys to get to 2-1. <laughs> I, okay. I actually do like the Cardinals. Dude, Arizona's not a good football team, and they're not going to win in January. They're not going to be playing in January, even in a watered-down NFC. That and I, you know that. That I agree with. Now, I do think the Falcons beating Green Bay is huge, obviously, if they finish with the same record. Atlanta will be a tiebreaker. Um, potentially in a playoff scenario. So if Atlanta has to go to Lambeau, entirely different too? story. Please. Who, wait a who, where is the assumption that Green Bay is absolutely the best team in its division? Well, hold, well, hold, hold, hold you know what? Let, let's skip around a little bit here now, because our next one then, hot take or just right, Jason, you go first. The Detroit Lions, the 2-0 and Lions, two uh, road victory on Monday night against the Giants, beat the Cardinals in week one. Are the Lions a real threat to win the NFC North? Just right. I have them. I had them as a wild card team, but I, I, I tell you, and I think I talked about this on the pod when I went there. It's not. It's not often when I go and spend time with a team, and I'm like, I might be off on them. Like I, I may have misread this situation, and I left Detroit thinking if they get Ansa back, like they're telling me they're going to, and if they avoid catastrophic injury on the offensive line, because they're built, they have a true home field advantage in that they're built for their environment the same way sort of Atlanta is, and they've got the timing and the speed in that offense. I think Matt Stafford's a top eight quarterback um, and have for a while. That They're a threat, man. I don't believe, I don't know about Green Bay's defense. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, besides Daniels and Perry, this kid King looks pretty good, but I, I mean, Haloti Nada looks like he's back a little bit. I mean, if he's just a body, if he just takes up space and on a weekly basis, with some of the stuff they have there, they've added a lot of speed at linebacker. I think the secondary can't be worse than a year ago. I don't think the Lions are a joke at all. No, I don't think they're a joke either, but uh, you know who they play this week, don't you? They play who the they Falcons. Play this week? They play the Falcons. At home in Detroit. So we'll, we'll know a lot more about the Lions this week. If they win that game, then, then I think you're right, Jason. And, and I might, I'm with you. I might have undersold the Lions a little bit as well. I've always been a big Matt Stafford guy. I thought I've always been the guy that thought he was underrated, not overrated. Most people thought he was overrated. Uh, Agreed. Their, their offensive line is better. They're running the ball. Jim Bob Cooter's doing a nice job calling plays, and Ziggy Ansah's healthy. I mean, they had they yeah. they had no sacks last year, and they, I still think it's going to show up that they don't have a real legitimate force on the other side of him at some point. Uh, maybe this week against the Falcons because you got to be able to rush the passer for both sides. I'll tell you what, man, this defense is pretty impressive. It was against the Giants. Jared Davis, hopefully he's healthy. He looked great in this game. Some hard hitters in the Plays secondary. A good corner. If Glover he, Quinn can play. It just feels like there's a different sort of feel with this Lions defense that they've got some more teeth there as opposed to what they've had the last couple of years. And look, they win the fourth quarter. I mean, that's not a fluke. It happens time and time and time again. I, I, I'm a believer in them. I, I think. 
Is Jim Caldwell? It would not surprise me if they if they finished first in that division at all. And I debated picking them there in my predictions and ended up putting them as a wild card. But I don't know how much better Green Bay is than Detroit if they are at all. Is Jim is Jim Caldwell a good coach? I think Jim Caldwell's got great coordinators, and if Jim Caldwell can just try to manage the game, um, that puts them in the best position to succeed. I don't think he's a dynamic leader. Um, he's not going to be like at the the forefront of uh, progressive thought in the NFL. But those players have, you know, they played hard for him when he almost got fired a few years ago. They've hung in there. I like Carol Austin and Jim Bob Cooter a lot, and. Um, I, I think Caldwell's a guy who, if he has to try to manage the offense and manage the team, you're in trouble. Um, McAdoo, I'm talking to you. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think as presently cast, they're, they're, they're in pretty good shape. And then the Vikings, obviously, a wild card as well as we wait for Sam Bradford status leading into this week's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Next up, hot take or just right, Pete Prisco with their 2-0 and start. A Monday night win in week one against the Chargers, and then a blistering of the Cowboys this past Sunday. Trevor Simeon and the Denver Broncos, the best team in the AFC West. That's a hot take. It's too early for that. That's a good division. I mean, you got the Raiders, you got the Chiefs, and I still think the Chargers are better than their record at 0-2. Uh, and they haven't played a road game yet. You know, the Broncos played at home. When you're at home, you're supposed to win those games. Uh, they go to Buffalo this week. I still think they win the game this week. Defense travels in the NFL. It's going to travel to Buffalo this week. Buffalo's offense is terrible. I think they'll find a way to win. But we're not going to know about the Broncos until they go play a good team on the road and Trevor Simeon is asked to do something on the road to win the game. He's played well so far, much better than I expected. But can he go win a game on the road against, like, the Chiefs or the Raiders and do stuff that he's going to have to do? Because, you know, the Raiders are going to score no matter what. they got a good offense. And at some point, you're going to have to win a game. I don't know if they're the best team right now. So I'd say... Hot take right there. Uh, Chargers defense is pretty good. I, I see your point on the road. I, I picked them to win that division. I didn't do it with authority because you could have convinced me. Excuse me. Got you. That's Maybe you can beautiful. edit that out. Quite that, that was, like, Sorry, that was like a Looney Tunes sneeze. That, that was pretty good. And I pulled and I pulled the phone way way away from it, but you probably still heard it, like you were sitting here with me. Yes. Uh, you could make the case for any four of those teams, and I would have bought it, but. All Simeon has to be is functional, and they're running the football with Anderson. They're running it between the tackles. Losing Garrett Bowles, okay, that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, but I think the offensive line is better. They're able to stay balanced. Simeon's got a little something going with Sanders and Demarius, who are going to make plays for him. And the defense is, I mean, the defense packs its lunch, and the defense plays the, on the road. The defense will keep them in games on the road. I don't know, man. I think Denver's in a pretty good place, and if they can if they can withstand catastrophic injury, I mean, they got two shutdown corners. They got maybe the best pass rusher in the NFL. Their their D tackles are fine. I mean, there's not a whole, a whole lot of holes there, and if Simeon just doesn't turn it over, I don't know. Shaq, I think the Broncos. I think the, they've got a great home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, I'll say just right. And Shane Ray is going to return at some point here. The Broncos are good, man. I may have underrated them. I still, I think it's a little hot takey right now to say in absolute fashion they're the best. But I, would you be shocked at this point? And well, this whole, look, 
everything about the segment is hot takey. So like the, <laughs> it's just degrees of like hot takedness, right? Yeah, I, I mean, guess, I guess so. But... It's week two. It's week two when we're making proclamations. It's all hot take. I, I mean, this is sort of how, how the media works, right? We got to have something to talk about. You're damn right. People to listen to. I would not be shocked if come. Did Brinson write this segment before he left to well, change his loafers the, or whatever? I have to be honest. So the two of us sort of were just texting back and forth about it, and his his takes that he wanted to go over were significantly hotter than the ones that I. Give me one. Do you can you read one of the texts? Oh, yes. I'd like to know like what the R-rated version of the PG-13 hot take segment was. One was Jim Caldwell better coach than Mike McCarthy. What? Yes, Are I was you like, serious? Oh my did God. he really, did he really, really text you hold, that? Hold on, wait. I will actually, I will read the text exchange that we had because I think what I wrote verbatim oh was, my God. I think I wrote, I'm not asking that. J- Jason, <laughs> what is that? That's Willie Boy clickbait, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's clickbait. He's got That's... Cutler and Gase are better than Marino and Shula. Oh my no, god! No, he didn't say that. Oh my god, he's he mor- he's a moron. He's a moron. Yeah, I see. He's a moron. He may have been putting on a little bit there, but he did want me to ask the question. Clickbait in penny loafers. I love yeah, it. It's beautiful. Old clickbait, Billy and Brinson. croquet on Sundays. Uh, we love Bill Brinson. Um, Bill will be a part. What well, you heard, Bill, a little earlier on the podcast here. A little time paradox thing. Is he's co- he's combing his chest hair right now. Uh, you know, I shave my chest once a week, and I I think it's like the best. Oh jeez! Oh my god! I did not going to know that. You're a weirdo. Why is that a weirdo? That's a weirdo. I'm Mediterranean. I look like Chewbacca otherwise. You shave your chest Once hair. Once a week. It takes like 90 so seconds. So if, you don't, if you don't shave your chest hair, are you the guy that when you, you go to the beach, they go, oh, he's got a sweater on at the beach. <laughs> I mean, I might. Oh, I, my I, God. I, and I get my back waxed, too. Oh, my Looks God. Looks like you're this smuggling is... a poodle. Hey, hey, JLC, did you hear that? He shaves his chest and gets his back waxed. That's right. I'm Greek and Uruguayan. I'm Greek and Spanish. Like, if I don't, I'm screwed. So you're the sweater guy. You're a sweater. It wouldn't be. It's not that Wait bad. Wait a minute. But it's whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. What is the deal with your back? I get it waxed once a month. Like you, like there's like a spa or whatever you go to. Well, like like the the place where I get my hair cut is like a salon, do they, so they have it in the back, and I go they and put, get my. Back do they wax. put like the yes. tape on it and rip it off? Supposedly hurts yes. like hell. It doesn't really hurt. No, no. It would hurt more if people mocked you for having to sweater on the beach. Like, do you <laughs> always do you always see the same person? Like, you make yes. the appointment see, with the guy, like Marisol. Rita or whatever. Marisol. Yeah, hey, JLC, I'm the guy when I'm at the like I'm a, like if I'm in a room or something, I'll be sitting out on my float or something, and and I'll see a guy walk by and I'll tap my wife. I go. What, what's over here with him? What's the matter with him? She goes, oh, he's got his sweater on at the beach. <laughs> That's you, Nick. I mean, it's not because I, because I, but I if you didn't, me. you would like, have it a... would not be that bad, but like, it's not good. Like, I think. So does she like, what did you, you said her, it was parasol, you said? Marisol. That... So she, does she like climb, like, does she put a knee in your back? Like, what does she no, have to do? No, does she get like, on a little stool? Like, no, like, like I don't even, how does it work? It's like it's, a massage table, right? Like, you lay, like, face down, and she just, like, puts wax on your and back. And she puts, like, tape, or, or she she paints yes. the wax on you yes, and then like rips the 40, it off? It's like the 40-year-old virgin seat. She must have put a couple on top of your forehead, then, because that's going to... <laughs> <laughs> Of course, there he is. Oh, my proje- God. Projecting. Wow. You, well, you should plug the spa, at least. I mean, maybe oh, yes, you could get a is... free, like, waxing out of it or something. Well, I mean, I'm putting my barber's kids kids potentially through college because <laughs> I'm there all the time. You should save the stuff that she pulls off of you for later on when you plug it up on the top. Yes, I do. You, you know what you guys have to do? Like, because you always make your bets on Sunday. Like, you're, you know, you're busting each other's balls about picks and stuff. Yes. Costas, you should make him... Like if he loses a bet, he's got to go with you to see Paris Hall and get his and get his back. I don't have any hair, so we can see how bad it hurts. Yeah, we know you don't have. Well, any then it'll hair really hurt. Then it, I guess that would no, be I was, extreme I was, pain. You know, if I'm the only Italian guy off. that can walk around without a shirt on and have his whole uh, like you said. Would you have a chia pet growing on your it, front it, over there? It, 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 it's a lot when I when I don't keep it under under wraps. 
But yeah, you can see freshly shorn. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, it all right, really so let's just move on. I'd here. like Prisco to have to go through it at some point just to see. We may make. I'd like to get a, a report on it. From and, Prisco. Addend- and addendum to our bet here. We no, make that. I'm not. I'm not. We'll, doing we'll, that. we'll revisit this next up. Hot taker just right as my manhood dropping by the second. Pete, the Cowboys team chemistry threatening to ruin their season just two weeks in. Hot taker just right. That's a hot take. Uh, that's yeah. way too hot a take. But there are issues there and. You know, as much as everybody wanted to pick on Zeke Elliott, and he deserved it, Des Bryant jogged a route for fourth and five late in the game. I, I went back and looked at it. It was atrocious, and I sent that out on Twitter on, on Monday. I thought it was just, he's just as guilty. But the other one is even worse. Jason Garrett called out his quarterback in public after yeah. the game. To me, that's worse. I, I've been around teams where that's happened. Worse than McAdoo on Monday? McAdoo did it, too. They both did it. That's You can't do that. I, 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 I mean, I can go back and tell a story. Tom Coughlin once called out Mark Brunel publicly after a game. And after the game, all the, that week, the players came to me, they go, you gotta write this. There's a major problem between those two. And, and I sat there, I go, well, I, you know, I need sources on this. So you're gonna be the source or whatever. And, you know, guys came to me, they go, obvious source, obvious source, obvious source, obvious source. They don't like their quarterback called out in public. That is not a good look for Jason Garrett. That is not a good look for Ben McAdoo. And I think Jason Garrett has some mending to do there. So, yeah, hot, but it's still I a hot it's take. A hot- I agree. I think it's a hot take, take because I don't know that it's so much like the – how was it framed? You said the the what issues? No, there, said the, the, this, by the way, was a Billy Brinson one that I rolled with. I knew it was. Yeah. Cowboys the team chemistry threatening to ruin chemistry, season chemistry. before it starts. I don't think it's chemistry. I think it's personnel. Like, besides the offensive line, which position group would you say is truly elite on that entire football team? Well, the running back. D-line? No. The running back. Linebackers? No. Secondary? Hell no. You know, wide receivers, I don't know what Dez is at this stage of his career. He's been hurt more often than not. And yeah, but when two, he's tough explosive, matchups. two tough it's matchups. It's once a month. Huh? Two tough matchups, though, to open the season. Giants and Broncos. He'll be okay, I think. I don't know. How much is he really going to get the ball downfield? I mean, I still don't buy that part of their offense. I mean, they've got a running thing. Some you know, of that is on the quarterback. Line. Some of that is on the quarterback, by the way. I mean, this was. I a- agree. I'm not. I, look, I, I, I've said it numerous times. This team is the, it's the poster boys for regression. They're not going to do what they did last year. It's not going to be close. And Marinelli, I mean, you can only scheme it up so much. Who makes plays for them defensively? I mean, Lawrence is coming on a little bit, but Sean Lee, you know, his body's falling apart. There's nobody. Who in that secondary would you want as a starter on your football team? The only one would be Skandrick. But he's hurt! Yes, correct. But the only one He's is been Kendrick. banged up already. Jones. He's been off the field more Byron than he's Jones. on it. Byron Jones. And then nobody on that roster has 15 career sacks. Ugh. Just think about that. No one on their roster has 15 career sacks. And Jalen And Randy so Gregory's not saving the season or whatever. If he come, I mean, like, I just don't buy him. No, I, I'm with you. I, I thought I didn't have to make it a postseason. I still think they're – and again – at some point, the quarterback's going to have to become the guy who makes the plays when the running game's not going. But did you like what he said after the game? Because he always says, he says the right things. I love the kid. Yeah, I yeah. love the he's kid. He's great. He's a yeah, great kid. He, he loves the game. He, he works says all the right stuff. Yeah, he's a good I, – I love him. I still think he's going to be very good. But at some point now, if this team's going to go somewhere this year, he's going to have to play above the X's and O's when, he's, when, the, when the running game isn't working. All right, a couple more hot take or just rights before we close this out. Um, if the AFC West guys, which I think we can all agree the best division in football – if the AFC West only sends two teams to the playoffs, hot take or just right, it'll be the Miami Dolphins, not the Baltimore Ravens, claiming the last wild card spot in the AFC. JLC. 
Uh, I'm still trying to figure this this whole thing out. Like who 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 I would be possibly missing. So we're saying no. no we're there's saying, only going to be one from the south, which I agree with. Right. There's two from the west, and every other. Time and there's only going to be one. We're saying that, that there's going to be at least two from the west. Yep. So that leaves one wild card spot open. Let's assume Patriots, Steelers, whoever wins the south, another team from the AFC West. So one. So wild Miami card spot or Baltimore. First of all, I don't even. This this is a convoluted question. It is convoluted. I was that, trying to I don't think this out. is a hot takey. Is this did Brinson write this one too? No, I wrote this one. It sucks. It's the next game I want to play. I will answer this question in a second. The next game I want to play is we do this, but Prisco and I guess whether you wrote it or Brinson wrote it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, <laughs> Pete. Pete, I want to play that game next week. Yeah. Um, well, I will we say know, Baltimore over Miami. I, I don't buy Miami's defense. I don't buy Baltimore's offense, but. Baltimore's schedule, I mean, Miami, to me, their schedule is a little tougher than Baltimore. And these two teams play, and they play in Baltimore. And Miami has, Baltimore's had their number, even when the Ravens' defense wasn't good. That That is the tiebreaker. And that game is in Baltimore. I think that's a tough game for Miami. So I'm going to say Baltimore. I'm going to say Miami. Me too. I think when you look at what Baltimore's done on defense, yeah, they're very impressive. But they played the Browns and the Bengals. I mean, those two offenses stink, right? They stink. Miami doing what they Since did. Since he'll be okay now that they fired Sampisi, but, but, but your point is right. But doing what they did on the road against San Diego, and I know, I mean, against Los Angeles, I know they should, shouldn't have. Dude, was it really a road game? It was 25,000 people there, and half of them yeah, were in teal. Jason, you're on the road for a week. You're out of your routine. No, that part, yeah. that part, I, I'm with you on that part. But the game day environment, it could not have been more inviting. It's the least intimidating environment in NFL history. Yeah, but at least – and Jay Cutler played well. I'm going to say that because I like Jay Cutler. He did. I mean, yeah. he, played he was fine. Game. He was good. And I think Gase is, is a hell of a coach. I but agree yeah. with you on that. I think Gase is damn underrated. So I think I think Miami's the better – Miami goes to 2-0 this week. They beat the Jets, and they're going to have – so think about that. They beat the Jets this week on the road. They opened the season with two road wins. That's a that's a, a, a big ace. Look at their hand. schedule, though, dude. They don't play at home until week five. They have to go to London. Look at what they've done. Look, I think it's going to catch up their, to them. A week schedule. in L.A., then then to New York, then to London, but they ain't exactly then to Tennessee, the row teams, then they get a home game. Right? All right, so here's their schedule coming up. So we've got – I just said it. But we didn't, you don't give teams, though, right? No, he didn't. Go ahead. So at the Jets, I didn't give it to, yeah. Two well, except for New Orleans, I gave it to you. Right. Yep. So then New Orleans and London should win that game. Yeah, I mean, would it shock you if they lost? I don't no. think it's a lock win. No. Home against the Titans easily could lose that game. Right. At Atlanta, we'll probably lose that game. Okay. And yeah. then host the Jets probably a win, and then at Baltimore. On That's the Thursday game. Night, if that, that game was game. in Miami, I might lean the other way. But, uh, yeah. I have questions about Miami's defense, and I have questions about its offensive line a little bit as well. So what about what about Baltimore's offensive line with no Yonda now? No, Baltimore's offense is the the Baltimore's equation is top five defense and an offense that doesn't turn it over. That just the the one thing Baltimore is doing is running the football. If they run the football and and take the ball out of Flacco's hands and have a top five defense, I mean, dude, we're talking about. Be all, we're talking about being the sixth best team in that conference. And I think we both would agree that three are coming from the West, right? I don't think either of these teams is making the playoffs. I, I think three is co- are coming from the West. But so we're really I talking about who the is the seventh or eighth best team in the AFC. I think I mean, the Dolphins will make the playoffs. The Dolphins aren't making the playoffs. I like the Dolphins quite a bit. And to Jason's point about the run game, Buck Allens looks pretty good. Alex Collins but looks good. But now Marshall Yonda's gone. Yeah, so we'll see the what happens for the Ravens this week. Marshall Yonda was gone for 
more than half of the game last know, week, and Cleveland's selling now. out to stop Jason, the run, and they still had 130 on the ground. Look at that offensive line. Ronnie Stanley's the only guy from a year ago to start in the same spot he started last year. That's it. And he didn't play the entire year last year. That's a problem. Their All center right. is good. They got, they're not good. I'm last sorry. one. Hot take or just right? Drew Brees is finished. The Saints should put Chase Daniel in. That's Brid- I'm, 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 I'm just kidding. You're that right. Is, that that is Bridget, not it. No, Bridget that, no, no, no. That, that reeks of that, really That's more. Bridget that, after made, half a bottle of bourbon. I yeah. made that up. All right. The real one, hot take or just right. The 2018 New Orleans Saints will have a new head coach and a new starting quarterback. People that say. is just right. Just right. Yeah, that is just right because I, I think Sean's getting the boot. And he. I think Sean knows he's getting the boot. Um, the, but, you know, what does Breeze do? If Baton leaves – they got it. They're getting a new quarterback, yep. right? Yeah. I think Drew would probably, ideally, would love to stay because that's his home now, and he's kind of like the the, the, the guy that everybody the, reveres. The mayor now. of New Orleans. Yeah, but I don't know if the new staff will bring him back in. So I think they have both. They have both of a, a new coach and a new quarterback next year. Drew Brees, and it, and if they didn't give Palmer that extension, I I think they may have tried to to do this previously through trade. Drew Brees to the Arizona Cardinals. That's the only way they keep Arians there. That's the only way they try to keep that thing together is, okay, we're going to try to take make one or two more kicks at the can as we're constituted. We're not going to break in a young quarterback and do all that. And they won't be in position to draft one, and I don't see them trading up to get one. I think Drew Brees ends up in Arizona. What if, I mean, if Carson retires, then it's easy, right? That's an easy one. Dude, retires. I mean, is, is there, there, <laughs> Put him out, he's gonna get old there's yellered. no guaranteed money there anymore. Carson gets kicked to the curb. Yeah. Car- Carson's going to get old yellered after the season. I don't yeah. think so. I, Bruce, might, uh, Bruce might not be there next year. He, I don't look, I think that's the only way that they keep it together is if they have a quarterback like that. Who they can come in no, and think know. we're going to win? You, I don't. Hear, I don't no, think Bruce stays. That maybe Bruce would to, go anyway. Not that he's going to get fired. That he might walk away after the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, he look. He almost did it. He, he came darn close to doing it a year ago. So, but no, Drew Brees. I don't believe is back in. Uh, I don't believe he's back in uh, in New Orleans, and neither will Sean Payton. Can I hit you with one more quick one yes. here before we get out? Um, hot take or just right? There is real reason for concern with Cam Newton in this Panthers offense this season, Pete. That is just right. Uh, he's just not looked like the same guy. I mean, he's missing open receivers badly. I mean, I'm, I'm talking the about... The McCaffrey it. throw at the end of the game, but wide open in the, in the end zone. the week before, there were, even, there were a couple even more that were worse than that. So, uh, I, I just don't think that shoulder's right. Um, so, yeah, right now, he's not playing very well. That doesn't mean he can't... Get right spot on Sunday against the Saints, potentially. Right, right. That doesn't mean he can't get to it, but right now, he's missing so many shots well, that he didn't miss last year. Or the year well, before. I think he missed it last year, yeah, and, but he, wasn't and, and he took, he's taking kill shots like last year. He was sacked six times in the first three quarters of that game. The fifth and the sixth sack came on consecutive plays and almost killed him. I mean, you know, how many times do we get shots of Anderson warming up on the sidelines? It seems like it's three times a game. So that, that's got something to do with it as well. I mean, talk about bad offensive lines. Is theirs any better? No, because McAleel's terrible. The inside of the offensive line is very good. The interior of the offensive line is very good. With the other but they're tackles. Who right. do they? I mean, they're bad. They're bad tackles. It's not a good situation, and and they're going to have problems with it all year long. So, yeah. But I mean, did you think his season was over when he was on the ground? I mean, he then, he, he he milks it for the camera. And then he went. He always yeah. He is a guy who stays down longer than normal. Well, but usually, he, when he pops up, he pops up Superman style. This one, he had to be dragged to his feet. And he you don't, you tent. rarely do see him face down. And he went to you know the what I mean? I had never seen him face down series. that long. And when he got up, it was like, you know, them dragging him to the sidelines. 
He did come back in right he away. He went right away, though. He came back in. Yeah, I don't know. So, he came back in, but all those hits mount. I mean, but he's also he's how often is he able to run just run an offense from the with a clean pocket? Yeah. It doesn't happen. But, very but, often. but mechanically, when even if he's had a clean pocket, he's been overshooting guys all over the place. It just doesn't. Well, happen. he yeah, look, dude, he had no preseason. I mean, I I don't. I, I'm not surprised how he looks. I I will say this: I thought the first week he was much better in the second half than the first half. This past week, he was on his back every time I looked at that game, so it was it was a little bit harder to judge. I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but um, look, they're they're going to have to run the. He's not going to win an MVP award this year. He's not going to set any records. They're going to have to run. You know, going to have to run the ball like I just talked about with Baltimore, right? They're going to have to do all the same kind of stuff. You know, keep it at the quarterback shouldn't throw more than 25 times a game if possible. A lot of them is going to be short and intermediate stuff. And uh, the defense has got to be really, really good. Any closing words, Jason, before we get out of here? Um, Do you have an appointment to get your back, your back waxed Saturday, later on? Uh, later this week, yeah. Prisco, you can go with them. When do you, when do you get to town, Prisco? No, I'm, not, I'm going nowhere near that place. I don't have any, I don't huh? have any air on my back. They have nothing. They just be peeling skin off of me. I'm not That's a, exactly it. I'm, I'm not sure that. I'm not like a, uh, a what do you call it? A chia walking chia pet over here. It's, I've got no hair. It's unbelievable. You and Brinson, you and you know what should they you should and have Brinson, hair off. Lord knows he could use it. You should go there together and do a podcast from the spa there. Yeah, uh, and and he would actually be like Steve Carell in that scene, the forty year old virgin, because he's got so much hair. He'd probably be in tears. He and he doesn't strike oh, yeah. me as the type of guy that can handle. No, he pain. wouldn't handle it. He no, wouldn't no handle it. he would. He would be squealing like a pig. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would be. He'd be crying. <laughs> And uh, and he and he has just sent in one more hot take for me. The Giants should bench Eli Manning for Geno Smith next week. Pete, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, that sounds like something he would say. Or the Giants should sign Colin Kaepernick and start him on Sunday because yeah. Eli doesn't have mobility. That, that sounds- you've got, but but you've got to tell him he's got to tone it down. So when we play this game next week, it's not overtly obvious. You know what I mean? No, no, because we like, need to play the who wrote the It question. can't be the greatest Chargers quarterback ever. Is Ryan Lee not Humphreys. you know Dan Fouts or Philip Rivers? Like yeah, you gotta at least be, try. If he wrote it though, he get clicks. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Uh, that does it for us. Wednesday edition of the Pick Six podcast. We will be back on Friday. Picks against the spread and best bets for week number three. For Pete and Jason, I'm Nick. We'll see you then.